Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. It's Wednesday, 24th of August. Asia Pacific markets are trading marginally higher this morning following a muted session on Wall Street overnight. Sydney and Seoul are up about half a percent. Tokyo is flat. Joining me now as we break down all the market action. Is Ryan Huang? How are you doing at nine o five, Ryan Huang? Morning, Michelle. Happy Wednesday. I know it feels like Monday. Oh, that's what you said yesterday. I had to check the calendar twice before I I was convinced it was Monday. Well, good news is the eve of the eve of the weekend. So you are one step closer to another break. This is why I love chatting with this man. Always a bring of good news. All right, let's start this morning with a potential bombshell of a story about Twitter. A former top employee turned whistleblower alleges that Twitter has misled the public and its own board about the extent of cybersecurity and spam problems. Until earlier this year, Peter Mudge Zatko was Twitter's head of security. And in complaints filed with the U.S. regulatory officials, Zatko alleges that Twitter's security problems pose a threat to users' personal information, as well as to shareholders' national security, even democracy itself. Ryan Zatko's complaint alleges that Twitter has, quote, extreme and egregious deficiencies and that its senior executives are deceitful. How so? Walk us through these allegations. Yeah, you really sit up and take notice when your former security guy, the top one, is just laying out all these accusations that the security was just lacking. So he is pretty much saying Twitter just overlooked a lot of things in order to prioritize its business, just overlooking all the vulnerabilities um, around the major security issues. Also, around how there is not a clear idea on the number of spam bots it has on the platform. So that's all really putting Twitter in a very unfavorable position as it tries to dispute with Elon Musk with that takeover deal that he is supposed to take over. But now they are in the midst of trying to figure out who is at fault with all the latest um, information, whether that's enough for him to get out of the deal. As Twitter's former head of security, one might argue that Zatko knows these issues perhaps better than anybody else. And yet, he was also responsible for many aspects of the work that he says were deficient, if you think about it. So if the allegations are true, do you think Zatko might have to bear some blame as well? So it's a rhetorical question, but let me ask you. Twitter's CEO Parag Argawal emailed all of Twitter's employees overnight to discuss the allegations. And what did he have to say? Yeah, he sent out an email to all staff and like you alluded to, your security guy is blaming the lack of security. So maybe it was partly his own fault. And this is where I think Twitter laid it out quite clearly or at least tried to hint that Zacko was fired in January for poor performance. So you do possibly have a point that it could have been his own doing of sorts. So he also warned employees of possible distractions down the road as Twitter comes under more media scrutiny as all the headlines start to emerge and he pretty much tried to reassure staff that things are still quite solid Mm. when it comes to the business fundamentals and they should not be too worried about what's going on in the background. Just focus on your job, keep your head down and things will be okay. That's pretty much what he was trying to say in in the letter. All right. The big question I think on everyone's minds is 
how these explosive allegations will affect Elon Musk's lawsuit against Twitter. Musk wants to back out of that $44 billion US dollar deal to buy Twitter. And that price tag now seems vastly overvalued based on Twitter's latest corporate results and also its share performance since this deal was announced. All along, since the barbs started flying between Musk and Twitter, Musk has alleged that Twitter has been less than forthcoming about its bot issue. So do these new allegations filed with the US Securities Regulatories by Peter Zatko do they boost Musk's case? Yeah, on the surface, it does appear to do so. He does have more ammunition, so to speak, about uh, how Twitter has not been forthcoming. And apparently, uh, he now has this new angle to attack Twitter from where he could say, hey, Twitter, you did not tell me about all these problems before I entered into a deal. Mm. But at the same token, right, you have expected him to do his due diligence of sorts to uncover more of these issues before he signed on the paper that he would buy Twitter. Um, So it really comes down to the details and the clauses in the contract of what is allowed in terms of um, backing out. But And going by the recent reports we've been reading, mm-hmm. there does not appear to be enough for him to get out of the deal based on this. It is really quite tough for him to back out. And you also remember there is a breakup fee that he is tied to, $1 billion if he walks away from the deal. So it is quite a tough one. Uh, but I think every bit of ammunition is going to be uh, useful. Indeed. Some might say that these whistleblower allegations may boost Musk's case. Uh, he suffered a, d- a setback of a different kind in his suit against Twitter with a new ruling by a Delaware judge. Chancery Court Judge Kathleen McCormick says Musk must hand over any information, even correspondence, that he has had with potential financial backers of the deal. Why is this significant? It is interesting because it now is becoming a bit of a tit-for-tat between Twitter and Elon Musk in terms of subpoenaing information and people around Elon Musk. And I think this is where he might get a bit frustrated because this means it will involve his circle of friends, his circle of investors. So he has to put forth all the names he was um, speaking to in terms of potential investors in the Twitter deal. And maybe this could then give... Twitter, some ammunition in terms mm. of planning for their defences. Who has Elon Musk been talking to? And they could do their homework to come up with a new defence. So that could be the potential uh, potential significance around this. And of course, Elon Musk will then have more work to do and more friends who might be unhappy. So that's going to be something he might think about in terms of how aggressive he wants to take this up. Right. Who would have a material interest in the case. The court case between Musk and Twitter doesn't begin until October 17th, but he can still expect to see a lot of jockeying between the two parties before then. Now, one other piece of Musk-related news before I will move on, and it's a bit of a riddle. Unlike Tesla cars, Tesla shares are set to become cheaper. In fact, when they start trading again tonight, each Tesla share will cost significantly less than it did Today, But that doesn't mean that Tesla's share price has dropped. So, what gives? Yeah, on the surface, it will be cheaper. Mm. That's because it's going through a 3-4-1 stock split after the session tonight on Wall Street. So right now, it's trading just under $900. So once a stock split is done, it will be around $300. So that's what's going to be happening. In fact, it's the 
second time in the past two years. It is going through a stock split, and this was approved back in August. So to some extent, it would have been expected. So not a big surprise uh, on the surface as well. Market cap would be the same. So there'll be no basis for any fundamental change in the business or any reason for investors to. Um, be more bullish or less bullish about Tesla. But typically, when these things happen, it does make it more affordable for one share to be bought. So that could increase the liquidity or small-time investors to get on board. Maybe more volume could be involved and that could uh, see some strong movements in the coming days. In other corporate news, the theatre chain and popular meme stock AMC Entertainment is going ape. And I'm not referring to NFTs about the Bored Ape Yacht Club either. AMC's Ape plan is an attempt to cash in on the company's popularity. AMC's board wanted to raise money in stock markets, but shareholders rejected that plan at the annual general meeting earlier this year. So the company's executives have found a way around this. How is AMC going ape? (laughs) It's quite interesting when you look at what they've um, executed. So you can't can create common stock. So they are falling back on a previous mandate that allows them to to create preferred stock. So using that preferred stock method, they can now issue it to shareholders and then they can convert those preferred stock options to common stock. So in effect, it does give them a bit of an indirect way to raise more money uh, and just get around some of those obstacles in terms of um, fundraising. So if it does take off, it'll be interesting to see how this will play out. A clever way of raising new money. It's interesting. Why is this significant to others in the marketplace? Yeah, so this is interesting because if they do successfully do so, it could maybe put more scrutiny on regulations if this is something they need to review. And of course, other companies short of cash, especially in these times, may start to copy it. So Mm. it will be possibly a moment for many companies to watch very closely and possibly pave the way for many uh, more similar financing schemes for some of these companies who are just struggling to get more capital in the markets. I'm going to zoom out now because I want to take a look at markets. It was a relatively quiet session on Wall Street. Macy's climbed higher on the back of solid earnings. Zoom took a tumble after reporting disappointing numbers and Twitter fell 7% amid allegations about security concerns. Ryan, what do you expect markets will be focused on this evening? Yeah, so we are coming off the back of a rather negative session on Wall Street and we saw the Dow down by around 150 points and if you look at what we have on the S&P 500 also slightly down and that's off the back of some negative data coming through from the likes of the August flash PMI readings below expectations more signs of a moderation in growth Uh, also new home sales data plunged in July confirming the cooling of the housing market And that is as interest rates go up, mortgage rates go up, people are just not buying as many houses. And also, um, house prices are still going up. So that's making it less affordable as well. So that's um, another factor that investors will be digesting as they try to figure out if the US economy is slowing down and to what extent. Mm. So going into the coming days, Mm -hmm. we have the Jackson Hole Symposium where we have the Fed speakers and officials just meeting up to talk about 
policy settings and it will be one to watch where Fed Chair Jerome Powell will be giving a speech. Is he going to reset expectations of how the Fed thinks about inflation? Mm-hmm. Is, or is he going to just toe the line and repeat what he's been saying in the past few days or and weeks? So that's going to be, I guess, the pivot that people will be watching out for. Is he going to pivot in terms of being more hawkish or just going to be just uh, sticking to status quo? All right, that's a lot to take in. It's time for more corporate news, and we do it game show style, up or down. Are you ready, Ryan? Let's go. Google. Google. It's going to be an up for me, and mm. they are in the news for opening their third data center in Singapore. In fact, I was at the first one when they opened it. Really? Uh, open field, um, and now I'm quite. Well, it's quite an. Heartening to see that they have come so far in Singapore. Yeah, it is expanding its presence here in Singapore. It will launch a new data center here. Its cloud computing business has also aimed a partnership with the government to work on artificial intelligence. So I'm going to give Google an up in my books because, you know, expanding presence here in Singapore. We like that. JD.com. Well, JD.com, a bit of a mixed bag, but I will go with up. So we had investors bracing for a bad quarter, but it was not as bad as expected. So all in, better than expected quarterly results, um, but it was the slowest pace of growth ever since it got listed. Yeah. Yeah, So quite reflective of what's been happening in the e-commerce space in China, where we had Alibaba posting no growth and also Tencent facing a lot of headwinds. So partly due to the COVID-19 induced slowdowns. Well, because of that quarterly growth slowing to the slowest on record, I'm going to give JD.com a down for me. Let's go with Nutrifarm. Nutrifarm is a down for me. Mm. Uh, this is with news that is Executive Chairman Wu Yongqiang has resigned just five months into the job. So this is just more bad news for Nutrifarm, which is already under JM or judicial management and this is going to make it tougher for them to well get the ship back in order indeed so it's been tough for Nutrifarm of late I'm going to give it a down as well on the back of news of more turnover its executive chairman has resigned he's only been in that position since March I don't think it's going to help matters let's look at Singapore Airlines Singapore Airlines that's an up for me and this is with CGSCIMB raising its call on the stock to add from hold because right. it expects the stock to do well in the coming quarters because of improving demand, high load factors and robust yields. So, a lot of revenge travel helping SIA. Are you going somewhere soon? I'll be going to Los Angeles next month. Ah, so, I'll be on SIA plane fantastic. as well. Fantastic. CGS CIMB has upgraded Singapore Airlines. The research house expects SIA to grow amid strong demand for travel. So definitely an up in my books as well. Let's check in on how stocks are doing this morning. 19 minutes into the local trading day. The Straits Times Index finished down half a percent yesterday at 32.46. On the back of news that inflation rose faster than expected in July. Singapore's core inflation rate hit 4.8% last month, while yesterday's STI performance wasn't great. A late afternoon rally helped the blue chip index erase even worse losses. So what's the picture like this morning? How's the STI doing right now? Michelle, pretty much the same as yesterday. And Mm. across the region, it's worth noting it's been quite subdued. Uh, Most of them in the green, but the STI underwater for now. 
down by 0.2% at 3,240. And just like yesterday, banks are weighing on the STI. And you've got OCBC down by 0.7%. And UOB and DBS down by 0.5%. But right at the bottom is Maple Tree Industrial Trust down by 0.8%. And looking at the top of the table, we have around... 11 counters in the green. SIA is one of them. Um, now at $5.38. Now actually trading just flat. And you have Jardin Sakan Carriage at the top of the table. Higher by 0.7% at 32.82. So off the back of those high inflation numbers and I guess ahead of the Jackson Hole Symposium, you've got investors just being a bit cautious heading into the rest of the day. All right, one last story before I let you go, Ryan. Did you see the latest headline of uh, Japanese innovations to beat the heat? Air-conditioned clothing, jackets with built-in fans, not aircon. Japanese construction workers have apparently worn clothes like this for a long time, but now the idea is going mainstream. So, would you buy a jacket with a built-in fan? I'm a bit conflicted about this. I've seen this contraption. So imagine a fan on your shirt. I've seen it on those mascots at shopping malls. I've seen right? it on dogs. On, oh, yeah, on dogs. Dog clothes. Yeah, so it's like a t-shirt with a fan built in. Yeah. I'm just thinking how noisy it might be and how chunky it might be. And I probably wouldn't. If I had to wear it, I probably would just take off my shirt. It might just be much easier. If it means I'm super chill... And it's quiet, as you see. I'm all for it, as long as it's non-obtrusive. Oh my goodness, what will they invent next over in Japan? Well, whatever they do, we'll be on top of it if it's a headline. Ryan Huang there, I'm Michelle Martin. Thank you for joining us this morning right here on Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.